0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 35th episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. This is Jill, and I'm here with Adam. Hi, Adam. How
1: are you doing today, Jill?
0: Great. How are you?
1: I am doing wonderful, as always.
0: So tell us about today's episode.
1: I'm super excited for everyone to hear this. Uh, We did one of our in-house book recommendation podcasts, so I sat down with Megan Kristen and Emma had to think about that. I I had a brain freeze there. I kind of think of them as like one person a lot of times. Right. But they gave a lot of book recommendations in the kind of mystery and murder uh, genre, which is their second time doing this. Correct.
0: They had done this before a couple months
1: back. And this was my first time doing one with them, and I love them. (laughs) They're they're just like I said. They're kind of a collective unit, and it's almost like a comedy trio. Um, So I I struggled (laughs) kind of like keeping us on task, but it was entertaining nonetheless. It
0: was entertaining. Yeah. It was.
1: Um, And we do some of their favorite kind of punny titles again, which they did last time. And that's just my favorite thing in our collection that we have is, you know, there's all these cozy mysteries and the titles on them are amazing.
0: Agreed. Um, Agreed.
1: But yeah, it was a blast and like I said there are a ton of book recommendations in this one so
0: yeah so for our mystery lit fan listeners out there this is an excellent episode and some good stuff in there
1: yeah and mystery is such a wide genre yes that they do give like I said they give the cozy mysteries they give kind of the maybe a little bit more (laughs) murdery mysteries
0: sort of suspense yeah they talk
1: about the psychological ones and it yeah it was really good I, I have a lot Unfortunately, my TBR list is even longer after talking with these three. So I'm very excited. I I think everyone will get a a kick out of this one. Agreed. Um, do you want to let people know how they can find us and chat with us and all that good stuff? Of
0: course. They can email us directly at feedback at com. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook, and we keep the reading list updated on Pinterest. And our library partners can get it on Marketplace as well. Yeah.
1: And I think we also did a good job of doing books they're excited about that are coming out in the future that are yeah. actually either available right now or in the very near future. Right. So people can actually place hold yeah you don't have to
0: wait like a whole couple months for it sometimes it happens though when something comes out and you're like yeah one of the
1: books that i recommend is it's called the last interview by david bowie right and it doesn't come out until november but i was super excited about it but same thing like i don't think you can put i know you can't sample it yet and i don't think you can place a hold on it just yet so yeah bad job (laughs) by me either way so anyway uh anything else that you think people should know about for the episode
0: um, I don't think so. Just I hope they enjoy it and get some good recommendations from it.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Adam, and welcome to the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. We are going to give you a whole bunch of book recommendations today. I am joined by Kristen, Megan, and Emma, and we are going to talk for the second time about murder and mystery books.
2: Murder. Murder Murder is also murder.
1: (laughs) So I'm going to try and keep all three of you wrangled in, and I'm going (laughs) to fail horribly today, but that's okay. So... We let's start off by letting people just as a reminder. Let I will let you guys say who you are, so maybe they can attach those to your voices. So we'll go in order. Kristen, if you must want to say hello and something wonderful about you. Uh,
3: hello. Um, well, I am. I, um, I don't know what's wonderful about.
1: Literally you. any fun fact. About
3: it. <laughs> Literally anything.
1: Just, it could be anything. I
3: love otters. <laughs>
1: You love otters. That's a fun fact.
3: It's so fun. Continuing
1: on. All right, Megan, say hello and any fun fact about you.
2: uh hello. I'm Megan, and I am currently homeless.
1: That's a sad fact, but oh, in
2: context, you're homeless
1: because you sold your house so quickly. So don't act like it's a horrible. thing
2: No, no, no. And I'm not living in a refrigerator box or anything.
1: Yeah. So it'll be just fine.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. Moving on, Emma. Uh,
4: My fun fact: I am getting married in a month.
1: That is a very fun fact. You're not legit fun fact. I really
4: think otters win.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can say that otters is the least stressful because <laughs> uh, Yeah,
3: you guys are doing real life things. I keep seeing all these videos of
2: people going places where you can like pay to have a bunch of otters swim with you. Yeah. Wait, and that looks a, completely unstressful. Wait,
1: that's a thing. That, that looks
2: is like thing. ecstasy. Do
1: they We'll get to the books in a calling. minute. Hold on. Do they like hold your hand while you float? Like they No, they
2: like play with your nose. Yeah, they like <laughs> they like braid your hair and yeah. they sing songs I have
1: 45 questions about this where is this
2: I don't uh, know basically.
3: there's one in California I know that much um I don't know but I'm gonna start one
1: okay so, in Ohio yeah,
3: yeah. Really? <laughs> you know all those Ohio Kristen's otters otter so there's experience. river otters
1: yeah. There's river otters yeah.
2: yeah yeah there are they're not as cute you always teach a ferret to swim
1: I don't want I don't wanna hang out with a ferret. I wanna hang out with a collection of
3: otters. (laughs)
1: Do they give you do they smash things on your tummy or on their tummy? I
3: hope that you can do it together as like maybe your mama otter and their baby otter and
1: I started this by saying I was going to keep you guys wrangled in, and I'm <laughs> yeah. asking all about these. Audio- Everyone listening is like, "Cool book recommendations." Yeah, yes. Yeah. All right. So all right, we
2: recommend that you could read, listen to an audiobook whilst you were being surrounded by a delightful. Audiobook? Provided
1: that you have like the water safe Bluetooth headphones, or, yeah, or just just
2: speakers. Play speakers. Spe- I guess. Okay. Or wow, I guess
1: speakers also. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> you could read one of these horrible. Creepy mystery thriller books, and then go. Yeah, when you're feeling
3: really low, to balance out, like the world is an awful place because of all the murder. You go swim with otters. That was a not so
1: subtle Emma keeping us on task (laughs) message. All right, okay, let's get into some of the books that you guys have been reading. For people who are relatively new to the podcast, the three of you have been on previously talking about murder and mystery books and titles because all three of you like that type of title so who would like to start with the books that they've been reading have read enjoyed reading
2: well I have one that I'm going to start with that is not actually it's not fiction it's just a very interesting book that came out uh this year that I read a, about a month ago called Melancholy Accidents Three Centuries of Stray Bullets and Bad Luck by Peter Manseau and this book is actually a compilation of several of uh, yeah, three centuries of the United States reporting people uh, dying in with self-inflicted and like gun wounds. Jeez. And there are four instances of people being shot by their dog. Uh, but traditionally, when these were reported in the newspaper, they always they were always referred to as a melancholy accident occurred in blah blah blah. And it's just a really interesting, it's very non tradition it's non-fiction, but it's literally just the guy has a little bit of an intro, and then the rest of it is all just a magazine and newspaper articles that he found over, over the history oh. and put this together. And so it's real, real accidental deaths.
1: And follow-up. But- yeah. Do any of these accidents involve otters? No. <laughs> All right,
2: four involve dogs, which also have four legs and are furry and delightful. That's true. Yeah. So I have
1: two dogs so that like doubles the chance that one of them's going to shoot me. It's so true.
2: Keep them away from weapons.
1: All right. Well, we don't have any weapons in the house, but this has given me a lot to think about. Yeah.
3: I really yeah. like the euphemism. What what was it
2: again? A melancholy accident. Melancholy accident. Yes. Mm. A, yeah. a
1: whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Just I can see an old-timey newspaper. Oh, there was a whoopsie in the yeah. <laughs>
2: And just, hey, hey. The
1: newspaper talks in this. It it's like just, a Harry Potter. Detail. And
2: I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some that are just are truly devastating, I and mean, they're all like yeah. it's all horrible. But uh, it's just very interesting to see like the history of America is played through. Even watching the new, where the newspapers are from. When you start the first ones, they're all from like the East Coast. You get your Massachusetts and your Virginia, and then you can kind of just watch the expansion of the United States through the newspapers. Mm-hmm. So. Oh. So really, it's, it's again, it's not traditional. It's hard to sit down and just read it start to finish because mm-hmm. it's, but it's it's a really cool thing to pick up, read a few, and then move on to something else yeah. for a bit. Mm-hmm. So totally recommend that one as just an interesting nonfiction read. Yeah.
1: Now, do you guys want to do like one at a time here or do you want to kind of give your whole list? I'm letting you guys choose.
3: Whoa, choices Whoa. are hard. Um, are we doing what we're currently
4: reading?
1: What you're currently reading or have read recently?
4: Awesome. Emma, how about you go? Um, Okay, I just read a few books. I will just mention them all in a clip and then talk about one in particular that was particularly amazing. Um, I recently read and I apologize if some of these are not out yet because I don't remember which ones of these were advanced reader's copies and which ones are out yet. Um, I read Don't You Cry, the newest Mary Kubica. I've emphasized her other books to people on this podcast before. Um, I enjoyed this book. If you like her previous novels, you will like this one. I also read the Forthcoming, I believe, Megan Abbott book. Yeah, you do. You will know yeah. me. Uh, so that's coming out soon. If you like her previous books, you will like this one, and it's a really timely topic.
1: She's also super going to be on the podcast in a few weeks.
4: So read it before that comes out.
1: Well, there's no, she doesn't, I mean, she's the author, so she does a good job of not spoiling her own book. So you can, that's true.
2: You I can, won't spoil it. You then. can listen
1: to her as well. But.
2: well it's also a good title because um, I've also read it. It's a good one to get you excited for the upcoming Olympics. It sure is. Because it's gymnastics and all of the crazy things about... young kids that are in, like, super competitive sports. Do people, like, strangle each other with, like, their leg muscles?
1: (laughs) No. No, That was kind of
2: James Bond. Bond. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: I will say, for people who enjoy our podcast, a little bit of a teaser, as they call in the biz, I tell a pretty good, embarrassing Olympics story to Megan Abbott, and thankfully she didn't judge me for (laughs) it, so...
2: (laughs) <laughs> she seems delightful yeah, I, I love dating. her books I
1: will share with you guys once we're done recording my wonderful yes, story nice. Anyway, uh, and then the continue. last book
4: that I recently read that I just thought was insane and I've highly recommended to other people um, was Behind Closed Doors by B.A. Paris um, I remember reading that one evening being super creeped out well, so tense the entire time I read it and then immediately brought the book in and made Megan read it and a ton of other people read it so I would highly highly recommend that book I believe it comes out the first week of August so um put it on your list get it now build those holds
2: libraries <laughs> yeah it's a it's a good it's it's one of the the popular genre right now of of uh, Marriage has gone wrong. Yes. And this one is the, do you, you know, the behind closed doors, do you really know what your neighbors are doing? And you see that couple and you think that they're perfect and everything is happy because they've got all the money, they've got all the love, and they're beautiful and all that stuff, but is it really healthy? Is, is everything really right. copacetic? I wouldn't. the answer is no. I wouldn't no. have to worry about
1: that. I think, as a whole, most people are pretty terrible. Okay. <laughs> So I'm usually the other way. When they are actually awesome, I'm like, well, that was a pleasant surprise. Well,
2: this is the exact, like, Terrible is definitely just yeah. begins to scratch the surface mm. of it. the depths of the, this is awful.
4: It was a horrible book to read <laughs> six weeks before my wedding. Uh, I will say that. But, but it was a great book to read. In general. It, yeah. It was great. It was, it kept me very captivated, so highly recommend.
1: Nice. Okay. Okay. Do you two have some more?
4: S'mores.
1: S'mores? Do you have some s'mores?
4: Killing me smiles. I know Kristen just finished an audiobook that I think will cool appeal. Yeah, I just read
3: um, In a Dark, Dark Wood uh, that's by Ruth Ware. And it was one that I know Megan and Emma both had recommended. And so I listened to it, and it was super captivating as well. Basically, the whole idea is that this woman gets invited to her long-lost friend's hen party under, you know, circumstances where it's like, why is she being invited? They haven't talked in 10 years. And, of course, it's in the middle of the woods where every good bachelorette party is. Yeah.
2: That's where I wanted to have mine.
3: Yeah. I mean, we all, we all do, right? Really. I'm disappointed that mm-hmm. we didn't. Um, So she goes, and then weird things start happening, and there's murder. (laughs) Uh, And it goes back and forth between her being at the hen party and um, the weird combination of people there, and then her being in the hospital later. And she has lost her memory of what happened before this murder or whatnot. So it's her trying to figure out what's happening while you're hearing kind of what's happening along the way. It was really good. I finished it very quickly. I listened to it at my desk and must say that I didn't get as much work done as I should have. Okay,
1: that was going to be my question (laughs) for all of you. So I know that that at least you do a lot listen Mm -hmm. to audiobooks and I can listen to like funny audiobooks but I can't listen to plot... Driven like mysteries or anything like that while I'm doing work because I will either get no work done or I will miss entire chunks. So, do you like, are you able normally to listen to a like a suspenseful book, you know, audio book? Suspense
3: kind of depends because some of them it's like you don't have to worry about too many characters and there's not too much detail that you really need to be picking up on. Um, I cannot listen to a lot of. like historical nonfiction things like that that you're getting dates you're getting names or if it is something that I I feel like I really should sit down and read in order to comprehend all of the complex details Mm -hmm. like Gone Girl I probably would not have listened to here because there is a lot that kind of happens but um no I actually thought this one was pretty easy to kind of tune into and hear uh what was going on but then Mm -hmm. also be able to do my work and not yeah. worry too much.
1: I've just I've just accepted the fact that I can't. You just can't I do just it. can't. I, I mean, a lot of my work is writing, yeah. so yeah. I can't yeah. hear words and then type words. Yeah,
3: that's the thing. I can't, if I'm writing an email or writing to <laughs> someone, I cannot, because all of a sudden I'll be like, oh yeah, that'd be great Jim, and then she went to the yeah.
1: woods,
4: and it's like, no! <laughs>
3: I, stu-
1: I even struggle with it with, like, with listening to music. I can't say how many times I've been writing a blog post, and then there's just a Hamilton lyric in there that I have to go in and, and delete. Yeah.
3: Alright, I gotta ask how many times do you mention Hamilton <laughs> throughout?
1: Not th- that many on I'm the here. podcast. It is because Megan's here. That's one of our favorite things to discuss. And and, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I continue with your books so, before we get off yes. rails.
3: Um, I'm also nearly finished with my cozy mystery, which is A Killer Crop. Um, it is part of, it's the fourth book in the Orchard series. Yes. Adam is trying not to laugh right now I love these
1: so much (laughs) and there'll be so many more later in the podcast
3: um it's by Sheila Connolly and uh It's harvest time in this small Massachusetts town, and, oh gosh, I can't remember the main character's name. It's Meg. It's Meg. Um, Meg is bringing in her first apple crop, and her mom shows up, and it's like, Mom, what are you doing here? But mom's like, oh, I'm here to
2: visit an old friend, and guess what? The old friend dies. (laughs) Murder. Okay, it's not because the old friend is in fact very old, no, and, like cause natural murdered. causes. Old friends like a hundred and two. No. Okay. No. I'm
1: right. Literally crying. <laughs> <laughs> so, th- uh, would you call this an autumnal mystery?
3: Um. This one is. Autumnal, yes. Um, yes. Oh, um, Is the crime scene the orchard? Yeah. No, but in the past, the crime scene has been the orchard. Thank okay. you for asking Was Emma. it a poison apple <laughs>
2: given by a wicked witch? It was. Witch.
3: No, no, that's the fairy tale mystery series. Oh, uh, ah. These people know nothing about cozies.
2: <laughs> I only read things with cats in them. They there a cat? Is there a cat? Uh, kind of- no. Yeah. Yes, there is. Alright, yay!
3: Oh, there there is.
2: is. Lolly the cat. Is, like, Does a cat help solve the crime? No. Okay, then I'm not
1: interested. What oh. kind of apples are in her harvest? I'm I'm just... Thanks
2: for asking. I'm um. assuming. <laughs> <laughs> They've
3: okay.
2: all got to be heritage, right? Like, there are a lot of heritage.
3: Okay. Yeah, lots of heritage. There's some, you know, Honeycrisp, oh, Macintosh. The king of the apples. The king of the apples. Yeah, along with a lot of varieties that I'm unaware of. But um, it, it makes
2: those... me want to go to my farm. So they
1: legitimately kit. like... It. I was kind of kidding but they like talk they do a lot about yeah
2: so it's actually interesting are there apple recipes in this one
3: there aren't Mm. it's not a recipe um, type cozy Uh, no but it's interesting because she talks about farming and apples and and then on top of that this one has Emily Dickinson's in it a little bit because it takes place in the town what Amherst she was from Amherst so uh, the town that uh Our main character lives in is adjacent to Amherst, Massachusetts, where Emily Dickinson lived.
1: I have to tell you, everyone around our office knows, who knows me a little bit, knows that fall is like my favorite thing on earth. I'm like, I harvest and autumn are like, I will find a way to put them in everything I say from like September to November so this is
2: yeah, he actually has a pumpkin spice latte IV that he <laughs> yeah just carried around at all times yeah, yeah, it's, just, yeah. It, it's a little awkward to get down the stairs yeah. but...
1: hashtag all pumpkin everything alright I've pulled myself together uh, right. do you have any other books for, um, that you've been enjoying I have one
3: more I feel bad because I feel like I've been taking over but I'm gonna continue doing yeah,
1: yeah live your um, life
3: my last one is a graphic novel um, I'm not sure if it's a comic or a graphic novel Um, And it's called Witches, with a Y instead of an I. And it's by Scott Snyder. I just read it. And um, it is about this girl who moved to a new town with her parents. And all of a sudden, there are these weird creatures coming after her. Wow. Yeah. So basically, the idea behind it that Snyder talks about um, afterward is... What if there were these these creatures that were people called witches that were basically like an evolutionary characteristic or in like Ooh. an evolved form of human mm-hmm. that like the witches that we persecuted just worshipped them,
1: oh, Ooh. so the witches we persecuted were like Wiccans Wic-
3: yeah, kind of yes, yes, and they were, and these these creatures are super creepy they can basically as long as you pledge someone to them meaning like they're gonna eat this person yeah yeah um they will grant your wish oh they're super creepy I read this and I was like that was good and then I was home alone and I was trying not to look out my windows (laughs) and it was yeah it it creeped me out once it got dark
1: and you said it's a graphic novel so are
3: the art is really really cool because it's drawn and then there's like splatter like watercolor over top of it so it makes it look a little um i don't know like Mm otherworldly it's it's really good i would suggest it to anyone who's into horror or cool different graphic novels
1: i will say there just to add to that there is a and i will not remember the name of the author who actually did it but um there is a dracula comic that we have that i discovered and it's just a pdf but you can still enjoy it, you know, on most devices. But it takes the actual story of Dracula and just turns it into a like a 40-page comic, and it's like a much easier to digest. I love Dracula, but if you're not familiar with the language, it's a little tough to to take in. So it's just kind of along the same lines. Like the art's really cool, and it's really good for young kids who might be interested in in graphic novels, but probably don't want to read, you know, all of. Rob Stoker's Dracula, so, anyway.
2: It is, that is a, a, a long book. Yeah. I read it at Disney World. What? The happiest place on earth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was there for my brother's jump rope competition and quite bored, so. The,
1: yes. Yeah. This.
2: He used to be a competitive jump rover and nationals every year are at Disney World. I,
1: I want to get off topic so bad, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I was just, now I'm picturing an otter doing a jump rope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, do you have other books that you've been reading, Megan? Do
2: I have? Of course, of course. I'm a fiend when it comes (laughs) to reading. I am currently reading, um, I'm currently reading We Could Be Beautiful uh, by Sean, by Swan, sorry, Swan Huntley.
1: It's a good name.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful cover. Uh, to use the word beautiful twice in, like, five seconds. Um, But it is a story about a woman who is in her 40s uh, and really wants to have a family, and that's pretty much been her entire goal in life. She's always felt like there's something missing because she has everything. She is Carrie Bradshaw with a ticking clock, biological clock. Um, She's got all the things a girl could want except... Uh, like a lasting relationship and children um, so she's kind of she hasn't really given up on on finding someone but she's kind of resigned herself to not when she's at this art gallery opening and to meet a friend who never shows up but she meets this man mm. and he is interesting and lovely and it's, it turns out his parents were like best friends with her parents for a while, because Manhattan's just a small town. Yeah, and, of course. And uh, I haven't gotten far in enough to find out why like their families are not together anymore. But uh, they, so it, from what I can glean from the description, what really caught me is the classic, what do you know about this person? So she's with this man, and they're thinking about merging their lives together, and suddenly all she can her mother is, who has Alzheimer's or dementia or some kind of disease where she's not completely with it anymore, and all she can remember of this boy whom she knew are terrible, terrible things, and he seems like a fine, upstanding young gentleman to her, so what exactly is going on? Like, how did they bump into each other? Dun, 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 <laughs> dun, So I'm really excited to see what, what that is moves, but doing, due to my moving, mm-hmm. I have not had a lot of time to read right now, uh, but of course I've been listening to a bunch of stuff, so I just finished up a really good audiobook that is not necessarily a mystery per se, but there's a lot of murder in it. Um, it's called Jane Steele by Lindsay Faye. And this is kind of a retelling of Jane Eyre, but not really because they're completely cognizant of Jane Eyre existing. This is a universe in which Jane Eyre has been published and read by the main character, Jane Steele. The first line in the book is, Rita, I murdered him. <laughs> as opposed to, Reader, I married him. And it's kind of hard to start a book like that without being like, oh, I'm in, I'm in, let's go. Uh, so it's the kind of, she's a... Rich rags, to rags, to riches. Yeah, it's very much she's she and her she is living on an estate that was owned by her uh, father's family. and she they're in a, she and her mother, who is French, are in a little cottage on the estate because her aunt, who is also her mother is widowed, and her aunt is also widowed, hates her mother and hated her father and um and so does not let them live in the house so she's got she has she's a has a fine yet isolated upbringing and then she starts killing people (laughs) (laughs) and it's really it's kind of there's kind of dexter-esque it's very it was just a really really fun read um because she's she's really she's got a got a reason for all of these and it's just she's, you know, gets sent off to school and murders people and all sorts of fun <laughs> stuff. Uh, but it's, it's a very interesting, uh, like a Regency serial killer. Oh. Um, but she, yeah, so it, and when I first heard of it, I was like, retelling, if, uh, you know, I do a lot of the retellings, but it was just really, really a good concept to have her be like, so this is what Jane Eyre would have done in this situation, and I think that's garbage. This is what <laughs> I did. <laughs> And uh, just it, I listened to it. The narrator was great. I don't know who was who was the narrator, so I'd give her props if I could, um, but I don't remember who it is. So I really, really highly recommend that one to anybody that wants kind of a a combination. And the other book that I recently read that is not necessarily it's not a murder mystery. Um, it's just really a psychological what happened, uh, kind of book is, uh, The Vegetarian by Han Kang, Mm -hmm. and it's been getting just tons of praise, and it's short, it's like a couple hundred pages long, Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a really, really easy, satisfactory book to read, you can finish it up and be like, I read something that's gonna be on all the lists, And I'm so cool, and it didn't take me that long. But it's a woman who has a dream, and she wakes up and is just completely horrified, and then stops eating meat altogether because of this dream, and just slowly goes insane. And uh, everyone—it's just—it's told in three different parts that are from three different narrators, uh, three and so three different perspectives, when none of them are the woman herself. Which was was interesting, and um, I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna try to pronounce her name because I'll probably do it wrong. The author is actually South Korean, uh, so it's been it's been out in the U.S. for about a year now, uh, so it's not it's not super new, but it's also not super old. Um, and well, I guess it was published at the beginning of this year, but it was just really good and just really a book that you you finish it and you're like what just. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of a lot of blood and a lot of gore in a just com- did that actually happen? So you're reading this whole entire book and you're like, is this a dream? Is this whatever? And it was just a really good kind of twisty turny without necessarily all of the death. So, <laughs>
1: which is okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No,
2: it's it. Sometimes it's nice to. I mean, not to say that there's not horrible things that happen in it, but but it's not quite as much of your traditional psycho right 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 you right <laughs> know thing so I'll recommend 100 percent.
1: which for what it's worth psycho
2: not a lot of murder
1: in it no Just yeah. saying.
2: no yeah. and very little blood
1: spoiler alert i guess Yeah. <laughs> for, for, Psy- for psycho for
2: those yeah those few people <laughs> <laughs> that haven't seen psycho that are yeah. still interested in seeing, seeing it. psycho exactly yeah
1: so Okay, well those are... All, was that all of them? I don't want to cut you oh, off. Oh,
2: I... I No, we're... Yeah, I'm going Emma. Emma, Emma, pass Emma <laughs> raises am, her
1: hand, which everyone can see on the podcast. <laughs> yes.
2: just one finger, uh, though. For those like, on the, like, the
4: podcast, <laughs> or on the podcast. Uh, we're on the podcast. Anyways, <laughs> I am going to toss this one book in. It's not traditionally mystery, but I do think it's creepy. I do think there's a psychological element there. If you have been living under a rock you will not have heard this book but if you have done anything on social media amazon anywhere you will know what i'm talking about i'm talking about the girls by emma klein Um, this was her debut uh, novel it's a really creepy portrait of a manson-esque group of people in northern california in the same time period and i would highly recommend it's very creepy. It's really well written. It really goes deep into what it feels like to be a teenage girl, teenager in general, when you don't really know what you're doing and can obviously be easily swayed into things. Um, so. I don't know why
1: I would. No can see this, but I was just shaking my head <laughs> yeah, in agreement as yes, the only the non-female here. I'm like, yes, of course, all those. Teenage, I get it. Uh, yeah. that te- the, those teenage girl years that I went through. Those, yeah, really were... when you
2: joined a cult?
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, my teenage female cult ears. Exactly. <laughs> ah, so, really um, yeah, please. Those
2: were the days. We don't talk about those. It's
4: not traditionally mystery per se, but I will, I will add in that I think it kind of fits in our broad discussion well, of. It goes into the psychological.
2: Thriller, mm-hmm. suspense kind of books.
1: So well, plus people can put that one on hold while they read everything else you suggested because <laughs> yes. it's probably going to be a while before they can borrow it because, as you mentioned, it's everywhere right now.
3: It oh yeah, it is. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about one that I think is also gonna be everywhere pretty soon, um, and that also doesn't quite fit into the mystery genre, but it's a thriller um, from Manila to, <laughs> to Hong Kong. Yeah. Oh. Um, anyway. So, yes, this one is called Dark Matter, and it's by Blake Crouch, and it's a scientific thriller. So, I I think it's a really good match for those who like The Martian.
1: I believe your blog that you wrote for me calls it a quantum thriller.
2: Uh, (laughs) But continue. But so Mm. it's not much of a leap to call.
1: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Continue.
3: So, yeah, it's about... um, This man, the main character, is um, a professor at a Chicago University that's, you know, kind of mid-range size and he lives this perfect life with his son and his beautiful wife. And then one day a guy kidnaps him while he's walking home and takes him and all of a sudden he's in this laboratory where everyone seems to know him, but he does not know anyone, and everyone's congratulating him on getting back, and can you tell us what happened, how was it? And in this world, he is this genius scientist, but he has no idea what's happening. Um, So, spoiler alert, quantum theory comes into it. (laughs) What? Uh. Um, And so it's called Dark Matter because it's all about he he was able to find a way one version of himself uh, was able to find a way to skip across realities kind of a thing so the book is about that along with the ideas um, a little bit more like philosophical ideas of what your best life is and if you could change out your current reality for another one would you do it Um, It was just, it was very interesting to see that and then to see uh, the ripple effects that happened because of what he did and what different, this other version of him did and how he tries to get back his old life. So it was, it was really good. It was a really, really quick read. Um, I would suggest it to anyone who has an interest in science, anyone I mean, I don't really have an interest in science, but I thought it was really good. <laughs> if you liked *The Martian*, that's kind of mm-hmm. where I'm sticking it. Where *The Martian* had a lot of science in it, but it was just such a fun read. I think this is along those same lines.
1: Reminds me of *Rick and Morty*, which is a cartoon show on Cartoon Network that probably no one has seen, but there's a whole bunch of quantum things in it. And <laughs> God, I'm so nerdy. Um, but you just stop. Of saying
2: like, "Oh, so like people like Bill Nye." Or the magic school bus. I'm yeah.
1: going with Rick and Morty and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> okay. Regardless of the seven people who may have seen it other, th- other than me. Yeah, so, no one in <laughs> this room
2: other yeah. than
1: you. Yeah. Okay. All right. So those are all wonderful suggestions. Thank you for providing those. The next thing that I want to talk about, we're going to go quickly and I'm going to try not to giggle like a, like a little kid, but you guys all have wonderful punny titled names. And I haven't heard these yet, so I'm going to try really, really hard not to laugh. So
3: do we want to do one at a time?
1: I would very yeah, much yeah. like we'll you to robin. do a we'll round, round robin. robin of them, so, so by all means. Yeah,
3: we collected a whole bunch of our favorite titles for Cozy Mysteries, so here we go. I have Assault
2: and Beret, which is part of the Hat Shop Mysteries. Sticks and Scones of the Goldie Bear Culinary Mysteries. I have... What Going, Going Ganache from
4: the Cupcake Bakery Mystery Series. Curried Away
2: <laughs> Spice Shop Mysteries. The Cracked Spine, the Scottish Bookshop Mysteries. Roast Mortem,
4: <laughs> Coffee House Mysteries. The Good, the Bad,
3: and the Guacamole. That's part of the Taste of Texas series. <laughs>
2: We'll always have parrots. (laughs) The Meg Langslow mystery series, and there are assorted birds in all of the titles. Get ready.
1: I'm so ready.
4: Eclair and present danger. The Emergency Dessert Squad Mystery. What?
2: You know, I've needed an Emergency Dessert Squad in my life.
1: I've <laughs> always said, if only I had an Emergency Dessert Squad. No. Oh my god. Alright,
3: uh, this will be my last one. Crepes of Wrath. That's part of the Pancake House Mystery. Of course it is. Yeah.
2: I've got two more. How many more do you have? I have two. Alright, so well. we'll just boom, boom, boom. I have... It's your party. Die if you want. <laughs> it's part of the Live and Die in Dixie series. Oh. L-I-V for Olivia and D-I for Diana. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Uh, my next
4: one is Shaves of Earl Grey. The Tea Shop Mystery Series. <laughs> the Tea Shop
2: Mystery Series. <laughs> and my last one is If You've Got It, Haunted. <laughs> Haunted vintage mysteries. And my
4: last one is, if
2: books could
4: kill the bibliophile mystery no.
3: That one's really scary to me. I don't like that. If yeah. books could if kill? Books yeah. Could kill. I mean, they could. We talked about this earlier. Like, you get a good hardback, and you can definitely yeah. murder Do face damage. damage. Oh, yeah. You
2: know, oh, yeah.
4: Paper cuts. <laughs> if a bookcase fell on you. Oh,
3: yeah.
1: Oh, I yeah. mean I don't know, that one reminds me of, of
2: Ikea. the
1: Goosebumps, Say Cheese and Die. That's oh, like yeah. similar kind of, just like the idea of it. You, the, spoiler alert for Say Cheese and Die, the Goosebumps <laughs> book from like 20 years ago, they don't get paper cuts from the pictures <laughs> as to die, but... Well, I'm uh, sure
2: that there's a Goosebumps know. or something out there where like you open a book and you get sucked in because I have it in my brain. As a it, concept. Maybe. Maybe. And if not, somebody write that. If
1: not, we'll talk to Mr. Stein. Yeah,
2: and be like... And
1: throw, that, throw that out there too. He's to coming them.
3: to our local library.
1: Yes, I'm very aware of that.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he said
1: without trying to give anything away. Um, yeah, oh my God. Those are so fantastic. Yes. Um, just a little pull back the curtain, I actually will come over when I'm having bad days and just ask them to read these to me, so uh, I hope you all enjoy them as much as I do. Okay, we're we going to keep moving because we are rambling a little bit like I knew we would. Uh, you guys have books that you are excited about that are coming out in the near future that I suppose you can share with our listeners. Yes, yes?
4: Yes, yeah. I'm going to dive right in and just name, I will just name the one I'm most excited about. Uh, this book comes out in October. This is no surprise to anyone that knows me because I recommend all of her books, and I believe I mentioned her in the last mystery podcast we did. Town of French is my favorite. Her new book, The Trespasser, comes out in October. I am very much looking forward to reading it. I do have a sneaky advanced
1: copy. I was gonna ask uh, if, you. I was gonna do. ask if that's one of the one of the authors who just is like, no, you're not getting advanced copies of stuff.
4: I mm. am quite lucky. You did have gotten a paper one. Oh, uh, you have, for, a one? have a paper copy. I have a paper copy. I've
2: only got the digital. So, hmm. which I'm isn't a problem
1: it. on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> Buy an ebook company. No, exactly. I'm great with the digital. I'm happy with
2: my digital yeah.
4: copy. I was right. I was quite shocked that they sent me a physical copy. Yeah. I was I was expecting a digital mm-hmm. uh, copy, but I do have that in my reading queue. I'm very excited. I'm saving it for when I need a really good thrilling mystery read mm-hmm. so upcoming
1: like a honeymoon read
4: yes exactly oh, great for your wow. honeymoon
1: <laughs> bringing it back see i'm a Full host circle. that listens Full exactly
4: circle.
1: yeah Were, was those the ones do you have other ones uh, that
4: was the one I,
1: okay I, I, that's okay just gonna leave it at that that's perfectly Otherwise, fine I'll
4: ramble about that's, 10 other books
1: <laughs> oh we've been doing that for about 40 minutes now so <laughs> that's not a problem megan
2: Uh, I am really excited for the new Leanne Moriarty which might actually be out by the time this podcast goes out because it comes out on Tuesday uh, July 26th so I will it probably won't be but uh, so you can have it right now and get excited Uh, she is delightful she writes Mm -hmm. a lot of these uh, like They all take place in Australia Mm -hmm. and, because she's Australian, I would imagine, I don't. She is. Okay, yeah. Confirmation? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Looks around the room. Yeah, look to the
2: intern that we don't have to (laughs) back me up Mm -hmm. and get me all the stats. Uh, So she writes books that are about families, uh, usually like uh, couples that are with young children and that always have that, it's that classic something happened and we keep shooting back and forth between. This one is. I wish we had never gone to that barbecue. That's kind mm. of the big premise of it. I believe they
1: call those Barbies, but continue.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, well. Thank you. One point. As thank you. You. Guys, I'll have you as my official Australian translator. That
1: is what I'm here for.
2: So it's yeah, it's two couples, um, and they go. They have, something happens at this barbecue, and it'll be. Truly an awesome journey to get there, like it always is. And I actually do have an advanced copy of it as well, but to tout ebooks, I was attempting to read it in Arizona by the pool when it was a hundred and some degrees mm. and my book fell apart <laughs> literally the, it, the melted. Glue, it melted and I got hit in the face with some pages I'm, so it was an unpleasant reading experience I can imagine to me. so I have not I've actually have put the book back together mm-hmm. uh, but have not picked it up since so I've yeah, read deductive it I know I've read <laughs> it was, yeah it was, it was it was really traumatic and I know that my iPad would not have done that to me.
1: It wouldn't have. No,
2: it wouldn't have spit pages at my face. So... (laughs) That would be like an R.L. Stein book. That would be, yeah. 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 iPad just started producing paper. Stephen King, we have your next idea. Yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) And uh, shout out Stephen King, your end of watch end with... Amazing! The yeah. end of the Bill Hodges trilogy. He's since definitely listening. since we know you're listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Stephen King. Yeah. Colin. Steve. Yeah. Steve. 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 Have your people call my people. We'll discuss some things and stuff. Uh, yeah, I'll go out to Maine. I'll be there very soon if you want me there. Um, but it was a. Uh, it was just. I'm really excited to read it, uh, and I do have the paper copy, but it's looking a little rusty right now. So I think I'll read the digital. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Kristen. I am super excited. Uh, One of my favorite books of ever is The The Snow Child by Ewan Ivy. Um, And she is coming out with a new book. I can't remember when it's coming out. But it's called To the Bright Edge of the World. And she's an Alaskan author, so she writes about Alaska. This takes place in, I believe it's 1885, with the new Alaska territories being claimed. Uh, And it's about um, the man who ends up going and trying to explore the territories and find out if the Native Americans living there are hostile and kind of map the territory. Uh, And I think it's going to kind of jump perspectives between him and his wife. And um, then there's, you know, a bunch of people who come along with him. So it's about their exploring this great wide wilderness, and I'm just so excited because she's an author who can write so well and is really good with um, atmospheric uh, prose, Mm -hmm. so it it just lends itself really beautifully to the Alaskan wilderness. Can't wait.
1: Nice. I cannot wait. It doesn't come until until November and has nothing to do with murder or mystery, but uh, there is a collection of interviews and is written by David Bowie called I believe it's called The Last Interview and I just discovered it today it comes out in November and it's basically I guess you could call it a memoir but it's David Bowie talking about like the end of his life and going through a whole bunch of stuff so oh. I'm super excited to read that because I love me some David Bowie yeah
2: also awesome. so Amy Schumer has a book coming out she oh, month. does girl, I'm excited for that girl
1: with one. the back tattoo lower back girl tattoo. with the lower back tattoo yeah that's Promises to be very very funny. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Ms. Schumer's. So
2: she can also uh, call me too. We can hang out. Yeah, she's yeah. definitely yeah. A, her yeah. and her like and Stevie Steve King, King might be yeah. listening yeah. together. Yeah. yeah, probably doing like I one guess. of the
1: yeah comedians you know, like comedians and horror. Writers in cars feel like they
3: getting marry coffee. Well together. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. Comedians and horror writers and in cars, cars getting, getting coffee. coffee. Yeah, <laughs> that's Jerry Seinfeld's next next
1: thing. Jerry, give us a call.
3: Yeah,
1: Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening in.
3: Which of course you are. Yeah, yeah. which of course yeah. you are.
1: Um, anything else? Actually, I, one question: Are there any authors that you guys will read anything that they write? You mentioned Emma. Emma mentioned Tana French. Tana. 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 Tana French. I'm guessing uh, there.
2: Megan, uh, Kristen,
1: are there authors, you guys will read kind of like anything they write?
2: Margaret Atwood. Like, she could write the nutrition facts on something, and I would read it (laughs) wholeheartedly. Uh, And she has, um, there's a series of Shakespeare uh, rewrites that are going on right now. Yeah. And she has the next one. Yes. And I'm scratching my head as to which
1: one she is. Paming of the Shrewd? Tempest? I'm just gonna... She's s- doing
2: the Tempest.
3: Yeah, I think That's that. it. Yeah. It.
1: yeah. so on brand.
2: Yeah, because I know Gillian Flynn's doing Macbeth. Yes. yes.
3: Oh, that'll be really good. Yeah. Anything,
1: nope, that can't do but,
2: but no, no, no. no. Or Hamilton the Scottish America. play.
1: Yeah. yeah, I was just gonna start to Hamilton. And tomorrow tomorrow. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. We could just... Make yeah. the rest of this podcast, Adam and I singing Hamilton. Hamilton,
1: which everyone wants to hear. Yeah, too. they
2: do. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda, call us. I know yeah, you're listening.
1: You're listening. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you're just all having a big listening party.
2: Yeah, yeah. So they hang out. They yeah, we're
1: a pretty big deal. <laughs> so. Uh, so no, no.
2: Anything Margaret Atwood writes, I will read and I will love because it's got that. She was my first dystopian author, and I didn't even realize that that was what I was was reading mm-hmm. but I read The Handmaid's Tale when I was in probably eighth or ninth grade and was like oh my gosh mm-hmm. this sounds terrible yeah. and I love this book yeah well it's a horror yeah it's just- that's
1: like as dystopian as dystopian yeah poets. yeah
2: and it's so I ever just anything she writes uh love 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 nice. so yeah that's
3: I don't have an author I don't have one author who it's like I will read everything from mm-hmm. them I have Series that it's like, ah man, like, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it. The Suki Stackhouse series, I read all of them and they got pretty bad towards the end, but I was so did the show. Yes, I didn't even watch the last season of the show, I couldn't do it, (sighs) but uh. Yeah, no, and they're just, they're series that I'll get attached to, but not authors.
1: Hmm. that's okay. Uh, There was no judgment in that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm staring you, I'm staring at you judgmentally, but I...
3: (laughs) 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 You're just saying, you're not judging me. I'm not judging you. Thanks, I really, I really appreciate that.
1: Okay, well, that was a bunch of really fantastic recommendations, if I say so. In fact, I would call them Otterly, delightful. Oh, you
2: can wait. Otters if you're tired. listening right now, just call Yeah, otters
1: if you're listening. Um, so just to clarify all the famous people we mentioned, and if you are one of the people who has this whole you can swim with otter things,
4: yeah,
1: call. feedback at overdrive.com. Go ahead and give us an email. I will respond immediately. So, all right, ladies, thank you for all those wonderful book recommendations and for joining me. I think we did an okay of staying on track-ish, mostly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Is there anything you guys would like to add before we bid adieu? Mm-hmm. Thanks for having us. Get
4: out and read. <laughs>
1: <That's it. laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast.
4: Readers can sample and borrow
0: the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace.
4: nerds, I'm Sarah, the paper nerd, and if you've ever wondered what goes into that greeting card you just sent or received, well, quite a lot. Get your paper fix on the paper fold where I host an enchanting mix of personalities and players all nerding out on my favorite topic, stationery. From the designs of our snail mail communications to the precious space created when two people correspond, there's a lot to cover. So come grab a seat in the stationery community's only five-star paper salon, the paper fold, now part of the Evergreen Podcast Network.